You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robert Land, along with my co-host, House of Houston's Brian Patterson, and welcome to Locked On Texans, your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And when we say daily, you know it, it's five days a week, 52 weeks a year, and we're now a part of the FanRag Sports Network, too, so we're affiliated with them. This one is our weekly Grading the Texans podcast, where we look at pro football focuses grades and then give you our position grades. A lot to talk about after the Colts game, but a little bit of interesting news made at O'Brien's press conference. OB was asked, Brian, about Colin Kaepernick, and of course, that's what everybody wants to know about. And I'll try to do this in my OB voice a little. I don't know if I could do the OB voice, but uh, he said, hey, everybody gets discussed. Is that a problem? Don't most teams do it like that? No, I can't do it. <laughs> he said, everybody gets discussed. <laughs> Is that a problem? Don't most teams do it like that? We talk about the roster and what's out there every day, Rick and I. So OB saying that they discussed it, I guess that's a that's a plus. And he, he, he didn't make reference to Bob McNair or anybody other forces, I guess, coming in and saying anything about that. He also said that as far as uh, the Kaepernick possibility, I like the guys that we have and we'll continue to try to coach them. Well, he might be the only guys that like the quarterback quarterbacks that we've had. He also said, quote, I've studied him since college, talking about Kaepernick and pro football. I've known him a long time. Kaepernick is a good football player. Hasn't played in a while. Gee, I wonder why, OB. And uh, last quote, he says, these things are going to continue to be discussed. So leaving the door open a little bit, I I guess, Brian, that's a good thing. Yes, it is. And um, I I think that Bob McNair would be all open to it because it's all a matter of we can't throw in the towel on this season. Because if you go with the guys that are in the locker room right now, you are throwing in the towel. I mean, we are right there. We have a shot. At, at going and making inroads in this division, we still have a shot to make the playoffs. And I've debated this on in, in many different social media areas. And there are people who, who would just rather lose every game rather than to bring Colin Kaepernick in just because your political views are not aligned with his. I mean, that's very petty to, to feel that way. But ultimately, you need to bring a guy in that's going to be able to help you win games because there are a lot of things riding on it. Fans who pay money to good money to see a quality product down the field. You've got sponsors who have lined up money to make sure that they're behind the Texas. That way they are sponsoring a quality product. It's not just about how you feel and your personal interests. There is a lot of money vested in the product itself, and you have to have a quality product out there. I do think that Colin Kaepernick could turn this ship around. It may not be the first game, but it's going to be pretty quickly because some players just have that natural ability and he can run this offense. I am positive that he can do it despite him rumors, him losing weight and with him may not being as sharp or have, haven't played in about a year. Well, you know, he was doing something. He was, he was, you know, standing his ground on what he felt was right. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But I just want to see how he does out on the football field. I think he has a lot of tank, a lot of stuff left in the tank. He's 30 years old. He still can produce in this league. Yeah, you say turn turn the ship around. You're talking about uh, maybe 
he could be better than Tom Savage. Uh, to go uh, way deep into it, you know, he's a guy that uh, not, not everybody thought was playing really good football for a while, and there's a reason why the 49ers let him go. And I don't think this was political necessarily with the 49ers 100%. I mean, I, I think there was some football things that he wasn't doing. Look, he was a guy that for that first year, you thought, boy, he's really going to develop into something. And then, you know, it was just about him running and there wasn't much more to his game. Uh, do I think he could be better than Tom Savage? Like I said, yes, it's just, you know, it, we're talking about uh, and grading. It's, it's going to be uh, as far as uh, just kind of where you put him uh I, I just don't think he's going to be anywhere close to Deshaun Watson. Let's not let's be clear about that. And and he's not going to be uh, maybe a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL, but at least he might be able to give you something a little bit more mediocre than that. I think, Brian. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's possible. But again, you, you just have to go out and get the best guy available that's going to be able to operate this offense. And it's certainly none of the guys that we have in the locker room right now. I mean, if he doesn't work out, fine, but at least you went and got the best available to help this team to give these fans some hope about this season. Because right now, there's no hope. I mean, we, we probably both feel the same way. I don't know how we're going to win Sunday. I, I really don't. <laughs> the Rams are very, very good. Now, if we're playing the Rams of last season, maybe. Maybe not even then with, with the team that we have now, but boy, those, that, that team is really, really good right now. And the Colts were our best chance to keep on that track of winning to beat them. And we couldn't even get into the end zone in the last few minutes of the game or the last minute, you know, those winning seconds, we weren't able to get the ball into the end zone. And I knew it was going to happen because it's just, you have a lot of inexperience there with Tom Savage. Right. Yeah. It's, it's. I just feel like we saw the worst that we w we could ever see of Tom Savage. So it it really looked bad. Yeah, I I don't know what happened. I mean, th that was just ridiculously bad from Tom Savage, and, and that wasn't the guy that we saw at the end of last season when he played. And and I don't think that's the real Tom Savage. I I don't get it, but you know I don't think we're we're gonna get Deshaun Watson either, and and it's gonna be a struggle to score again. I mean that's same old problems, but. Let's go over to the pro football focus grades. Uh, we we got to talk about what some of the other things that happened in that game on Sunday and just where the Texans graded out. And this is always kind of fun because this is where you find out maybe some things that would surprise you. And Brian, the offensive line, there was a couple of surprises, maybe in a good way, right? That's correct. And your top graded person for the offensive line is dun, da, 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 Jeff Allen, Jeff Allen got a good grade this week, an 86.8. He was just one-tenth of a percentage point from the highest grade of the week. And that, of course, goes to Mr. DJ Reader. No surprise there. He has been solid all season. But really, when you think about it, nothing got past Jeff. A lot got past <laughs> Brino Giacomini on the other side of him. But Jeff Allen was still pretty good, and he was creating holes for Lamar Miller. I noticed this during the game. So, well-deserved, Jeff Allen. I'm so happy that you're starting to trend upward. We need more games like this out of you. We're paying you a lot of money, so it's about time you start going out there and earning it, buddy. So congratulations to you on that. 
Defense. Let's talk about the guys that jumped off the page, good or bad. Maybe some surprises. Where did you find surprises on defense? I would have thought that Jadavion Clowney would have been graded higher. He got a 79. He, although he wasn't as much all around like he was with the Seahawks, he still, as an edge rusher, was was very, very efficient. And, of course, he had a sack. I don't know, again, how what type of uh, grading scale. I know what the grade is, but what counts them off in terms of points? I mean, did he get? does he have to have a certain amount of sacks to, to be graded higher? But he got a 79. Um, you know, Eddie, Eddie Pleasant was the highest-graded defensive player, and there's, that's no surprise there. You know, of course, with the strip sack of uh, Brissett, uh, late in the first half for the touchdown, and then uh, and then he sacked Brissett again. So yeah, he was able to get to him well. Other guys that stood out outside of Eddie Pleasant, you know, Carlos Watkins got his first start. He got a seventy four point eight just for his first outing. That's almost close to very solid. So you know, I want to see more out of him. He was one of my most exciting picks uh, in this year's draft. Uh, he came out of the uh, the fourth round, and uh, Lamar Houston turned in a good game as well. Um, he's right at a 77.6. So uh, he's a nice pickup uh, right off the street. You worry about the ACL injury. He's had two in his career, but, you know, he had the uh, fumble recovery for the pick six or the touchdown. Um, so it looks like he's fine there. Uh, Kevin Johnson, um, I'd like to see more. I, I didn't see him score all that well. Neither did uh, Kareem Jackson. Just a bad game for uh, the secondary altogether. Yeah, when you do that with T.J. Hilton or T.Y. Hilton, that's going to take those d- grades down. Let's let's go over the grades by position group, and I know let's let's start get into that because I, I want you to get into maybe some of Savage's Pro Football Focus grades. Uh, let me see, Brian. I, I'm going to think about this for like uh, maybe a second or two. Yeah, Tom Savage F minus F minus sounds about right. Uh, what do you got on Tom Savage? I'll give him a D because of the drive that he had in the fourth quarter. At least he was trying to make something happen. But again, um, you, you, you don't, <laughs> you know, the things that he was making mistakes for, you know, it, it's just uh, unacceptable. I, I just don't want to give him an F because at least he, if he didn't do anything in the fourth quarter, if it was the same thing as the past three quarters, it would have been a straight F. But I, I do want to give him some credit for trying to make something happen uh, in the fourth quarter. But when you look at it, um, as far as his uh, numbers, uh, pro football focus takes into account drop passes, throwaways, spikes, and yards in the air. And he had the lowest um, he had the lowest quarterback rating. And PFF has their own quarterback rating. It's a 63.49 uh, out of all the quarterbacks that played this week. Um, he has the lowest score um, as far as his time in the pocket. Uh, the time it took for him to throw an attempt, on average of 2.71 seconds. Yeah, he um, is ranked eighth in that category. So he held on to the ball. When we say he held on to the ball too long, he did. Now, I'll tell you another guy that was that, that held on to the ball for a long time. It, it's Russell Wilson. Um, he's right up at 3.47 seconds uh, to throw and 3.13 seconds to attempt. But the difference between Russell is that he is trying to extend that play. He he knows what he's doing when he when he goes out there and he holds on to the ball a little bit longer than expected. He's just like Aaron Rodgers. 
But Tom Savage ain't no Tom. He ain't no uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. So he's just holding on to the ball. And then when things go to hell, <laughs> he gets sacked. So that's the problem with that there. Nine for 22 under pressure. Deshaun usually does very well in this category. One for 10 from deep. The one pass he made was that 34-yard catch in the fourth quarter to DeHop for the touchdown. That's the only deep pass he was successful at connecting on. That was with 619 left in the game. And on the other hand, and he was under pressure 52.2% of the time. That means half, more than half of the time when he was out there, he was under pressure. So this definitely alludes to what the defense needs to be doing. Brissett was two for five under pressure. Uh, he didn't he didn't really have to throw uh, that much because he wasn't. He was only under pressure 26.5% of the time. And I did see that out in the field. I was wondering, and I was just chatting with other uh, you know, followers of House of Houston as to why weren't we putting enough pressure on Brissett and, and force him to make bad decisions. And there's your numbers right there. I think Tom Savage must have given you an apple or something like that. I, I can't believe you didn't give him an apple. <laughs> <laughs> you may have bribed me. You know, I, I just don't. I think he, he's out there. He really is trying. He he wants to win this game. He did not look good by any means, but I, I'll give him a D because he he tried in that fourth quarter, and um, I'm just going to give him a little bit of a tiny curve. They're all trying, Brian. I mean, come on. They're, <laughs> it's not like these guys don't – you don't – you're not competitive enough to get it to the NFL. Look, I, hey, the fans think – Oh, this guy's not putting forth the effort. Hey, if you're in the NFL, you're 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 putting everything you got into it because these aren't guaranteed contracts. All that I I I don't like sometimes when people say, "Oh, this team doesn't look like they're really trying out there." And you know, you heard the guys in the press conference say yesterday. I think we heard we had a little bit in the locker room, and I asked the guys. I said, "You know, were you guys a little flat?" I mean, there's a difference between being flat and putting forth. Uh, effort and and the flatness comes from just a team that's taken emotional hit and sometimes it's just it's it makes it a little bit harder to get up I think that's the difference and Tom Savage he's got to try it's it's worth millions for him to to be successful so keep that all in mind I, I don't like the the idea of oh he's trying this we're not grading on trying we're not grading on you know effort is not a factor in a quarterback situation. It's just, a you know, are you performing out there? And that's what we're talking about. I mean, you could say, I guess at times, maybe David Carr wasn't trying uh, because he wasn't putting in the time that it took off the field. And that's a whole other story. But, uh, you know, Tom Savage, everything you heard, he, he puts in the time. He puts in the time off the field, all that. We've heard that from OB from, from day one. Let, let's zip through some of these other ones. Offensive line, for me, you look at it, they gave up two sacks. Of course, one of, one of those was that on, on that awful last play of the game. This old line, of course, looks much worse without Deshaun. I mean, that's the fact that we have to figure into all of this when we're trying to put a grade on them. To me, they weren't a whole lot different than they've been this season, which is average. So I'll say maybe a little bit off of that, I'll give them a C-. minus. Uh, I'll give them a D. Yeah, they'll barely pass, but I'm not going to give them a C. That's a little too much because Jeff Allen had a, a really good game. Uh, Brino Giacomini, uh, he scored in the – it was, what, 37 uh, with his uh, particular grade. Yeah, 37.5 for Brino Giacomini. Julian Davenport, 37.4. This was his first start. 
again, I'm just going to give credence to the fact that he is a rookie and he was kind of thrown out there. But they combined to give up both of those guys, seven pressures and a sack. And they were beaten quite well um, throughout uh, the game. So, you know, because of Jeff Allen and then, you know, Nick Martin always turns in a pretty solid card. Um, I, I would still give him a barely passing grade of a D, even. And when you say pressures, to me, the pressures are going to be more now that Tom Savage is out there because he holds on to the ball a little bit more. He might stand there longer where Deshaun takes off. He might scramble for a first down, scrambles out of the pocket, make something happen. So, again, it's it's just this weird thing. It's hard to grade the offensive line because you're, you're, you're working under two different systems, basically. It's a, it's a totally different system that they've got right now with this quarterback as opposed to Deshaun Watson. The running backs, Lamar Miller, averaged over five yards a carry, which is which is great. That's fantastic for Lamar Miller. Foreman, just a little over three yards a carry, didn't give you a whole lot. So overall, between the two of them, they were okay. Uh, I, I can give them a B. I give them a C plus. Whenever they had the opportunity to, to make something happen, and especially when the offensive line uh, worked with them, um, it, it certainly uh, proved to be fruitful. They did not get any touchdowns uh, out there. Yeah, what uh, Lamar Miller had 10 carries for 57 yards, 11 carries for four men for 37 yards. Um, it, it's it's not as if, you know, they weren't trying out there, but, you know, yeah, the Colts were, were pretty good at defending the run for some reason. And, you know, we, we just had to do the uh, most with what we had. But, um, yeah, I think they turned in um, a, a passing card, which would be a C plus. Wide receivers, interesting how I saw a couple more drops than usual with Tom Savage. Uh, you know, it's different than him and Watson. I, I guess the, the wide receivers play better. You know, that's the greatness of having a quarterback that raises everybody's level. And, and we saw that. Again, they aren't the problem. Savage just didn't give them a chance. I got to give the receivers a B. I think they did about as well as they could uh, with what they what they had to work with. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one, right on the money with the B, because um, as I talked about yesterday, there were there were passes that that Tom Savage threw, especially to the D hop. You know, I remember in the first quarter where it he had to go out and get it, like lean into the ball and to catch it that's because of his athleticism his ability to do so he didn't get will fuller involved as much as i thought he would and he needs to get him going because that's your deep threat right there but the the only pass of substance is the touchdown pass to deandre hopkins late in the game Um, everything else was just you know kind of your check down passes that that you know that you're just going through your routine and whatnot and just not anything all that exciting and uh, frankly, it put me to sleep, and I'm pretty sure the receivers were asleep too because, <laughs> you know, they were wanting to have something uh, nice to feast on to catch uh, so that way they could make something out of the play. So, it, you know, it, they did the best they could, and I'm, I'm totally with you. A B is definitely in order for those guys. And a word to Tom Savage, quit making the most difficult pass every time that you throw the ball on the field. I mean, he was trying those long 20-yard passes downfield to the sideline, uh, that is so difficult to make in the NFL, and he just, you know, that's that's a gonna make it, make it to where you're gonna throw it out of bounds, and you're gonna miss guys more often, and you know, I just, uh, I don't know, I just, it was so frustrating. Special teams, Fairbairn missed that field goal, so that was bad. The coverage was fine. Luckily, their worst punt coverage got negated with the penalty. 
a C grade, eh, it seems too low. I don't think they were just average. You know, I'm going to give them a B minus. I'll jump it up just a hair. Nothing too bad happened. Uh, overall, they, they handled the punt coverage, kickoff coverage. Everything was fine. So it's a B minus. I give them a solid B. Uh, because, uh, you know, you can take uh, some – they would have gotten an A had it wasn't for that first play, the uh, the first kickoff return by Quine Bray where nobody could tackle him down. Luckily, the penalty just kind of took away everything, but that's just kind of alarming to me. And, of course, the missed field goals. You take points off for that. But all in all, the rest of the way, pretty solid. I'll give them a B. I guess for this next part, when we get into defense, uh, me and Brian are working under under two different rules here. Brian is working under the rule that Jadavian Clowney is a defensive lineman. I'm just going to go by what they call him, which is the linebacker. So I, I look <laughs> at the defensive line as everybody else. He, he, you gave Lamar Houston some good grades. I thought overall they were good against the run. Th- they didn't get a, a huge pass rush. And I think that's where we're at with these guys. So, you know, you might say, oh, they're going to get an A uh, against the run most weeks, and then they're going to get a C on the pass rush most weeks at best. And that's at best. So you feel like a B is about where they're at. I mean, what did you feel on that? A, they get an A. They were the only unit that, I mean, we got that first touchdown because of that pass rush. So, you know, I'm giving them an A because of, you know, the effort that they gave out there and the fact that they were still able to make plays. And these aren't our main guys, you know, J.J. Wad and um, Whitney Mercer, they, they ain't walking through that door. And then you got Carlos Watkins and Lamar Houston getting the job done. Um, Clowney, I, I would definitely say that, that these defensive linemen, you know, they, they did their jobs and they certainly get an A for what they did. The defensive line didn't get that touchdown on the pass rush. Eddie Pleasant says, hey, hey, when did you make me a defensive lineman? Uh, I'm raising my hand on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Lamar Houston that, that, that recovered that ball. He, was hap- he, he happened to be in the vicinity, and that's good eyes by him to be able to run it in uh, to the end zone. So, you know, it, it was just a, a great effort, um, you know, just by that unit by itself. But, yes, of course, Eddie Pleasant is, you know, not necessarily with those guys. But it seemed to work in sync, at least with Eddie. I'm not going to say with everybody else. Linebackers, Jadavian Clowney, he's in that group for me. So I'm going to go with – I didn't like Clowney's game. You know, he still made a couple plays, but it wasn't the dominating Jadavian Clowney that they really need with what is going on with this team uh, he just didn't seem to be much of a factor, especially in the first half of the game. Bernardrick McKinney was good as usual. He was rock solid. Uh, Zach Cunningham eh, made a couple of plays. Uh, the linebackers, to me, they were closer to mediocre than they've been all season. I'll give them a C plus. I'll give them a B minus. Uh, the you know, Zach Cunningham still turned in a good game. Bernardrick McKinney made some plays. May have not been his best game out there. But um, he, I certainly saw him, you know, left and right making uh, key tackles uh, to, you know, to prevent things from from happening and whatnot. So a B minus would definitely be in order for this group. It could have been a lot worse. So that's where I'm at with them. We usually trash the secondary, and and with the T Y Hilton thing, you would think, oh, you just got to kill the secondary from for everything that happened. But like I said, Eddie Pleasant, you know, he made a touchdown happen. That was a secondary guy, you know, so. You got to give him credit. He also got another sack uh, the very next drive. Uh, I I felt like the secondary uh, had a couple of terrible moments. The T.Y. Hilton moments were terrible. 
and 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 it sh- it should be something that maybe you say, oh, they're terrible. Give them a D or an F. But you know, I, I feel like maybe a B minus is is about where they are after this game. Wow, yeah, that that's pretty that's pretty high, Rob. But I I, I give them a passing grade. Uh, because of uh, Eddie Pleasant's plays. And uh, Marcus Gilchrist and Andre Howell weren't all that bad. I mean, they were still, you know, disrupting, you know, being the last line of defense and, and whatnot. Marcus Gilchrist um, had a nice uh, tackle where he kind of got the guy's legs. I can't remember the guy that he got, but it was a nice play, and it prevented a huge gain. Um, it was uh, toward the uh, part of the first half, I believe. But um, as far as our cornerbacks, absolutely awful. I mean, you, if you could just break them apart from the rest of the secondary, <laughs> yeah, you, you would definitely have a much better grade on each side of it. But um, our, our cornerbacks are absolutely horrible, and they could not stop uh, T.Y. Hilton or any of our their deep receiving threats. Well, you you make it sound like they were terrible the whole game. T.Y. Hilton had five receptions. It wasn't 20. It wasn't 10. He had five receptions. Unfortunately, two of them were for touchdowns. So, it, yeah, it makes it sound a lot worse. He had 175 yards. The rest of the receiving core for the Colts had maybe 130 yards or something like that. So that's why it's so hard because it's just that, that those two plays, the two touchdowns, just – you know that 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 brings down the the class grade as you would say as far as the secondary goes let me let's talk about coaching this is where i, I just i'm tired of it i i i'm not going to give brian o'brien any credit on this one uh deshaun watson ma- made him look good for a few weeks uh with some stuff uh this this game i, I wasn't happy especially with what happened at the end some of this of course was tom savage it, it's it's on tom but I, i'm going to give the coaching staff a C. Your your job was to stop, and and that might be nice. Uh, maybe I should say a C minus. Your job was to stop T. Y. Hilton, and your job was to get uh, Tom Savage the best that you could get out of Tom Savage. I don't know who told Tom Savage after the first quarter, "Hey, you know what you should do? Keep throwing those sideline passes out of bounds. Let's try to get plays where Tom has got to throw in between the hash marks, uh, make some easier throws." Getting get him something quick and short, get him into a rhythm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of talking myself into a D with the coaching staff. What do you got for them? That's about where I'm at. I, I, I would give him a C. They do pass. We didn't win the game, but at least, you know, we were we we didn't get it to a point to where we were we were out of the game, and that's because of the Colts. I mean, if there were any other team, we would probably be having our rears handed to us, but. Uh, you know, not not a good look with the clock management toward the end there. Again, that final minute of the game, and we could not get the ball into the end zone. I, I, I just, you, you would think that you would have a play ram where Tom Savage could run it efficiently, and we would be able to score. Deshaun just makes it look so easy, and again, that that would give uh, credence to the fact that he is just that great. But, um, you, you know, you, you had, what, three chances to get yourself in there and you couldn't do it? I mean, that that goes to the play calling as well as the guys out on the field. But um, they, they still pass because it could have been a lot worse. I know a lot worse coaches than, than Bill O'Brien, so uh, I'm, I'm not going to go on and give them that D. Yeah, they, they pass for this time, but it's probably not going to be good next week. I hope I get proven wrong. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Pro Football Focus. You can win a free subscription 
a $40 subscription to Pro Football Focus. We've been talking about it throughout the show, uh, what kind of cool numbers that you can get out of them, Brian. And I saw we, we did get a review from a Texan fan uh, on on iTunes. And, you know, this Texan fan did what all of you guys can do. Just rate us on iTunes. He puts up, he's at Josh O'Neill Golf. He says, you guys have made following Deshaun to the NFL such a blast with Nuke being a Texan and your previous QB situation. I've been hoping Deshaun would end up in Houston for a long time. He was special at Clemson, and it's been awesome to see that trait carry over to the NFL. Happy for you guys. I I think all of this must have been said uh, before uh, Deshaun got hurt, but some (laughs) some really nice stuff from from Josh, and uh, thanks so much for that. Uh, just remind people, Brian, it's it's easy. $40 subscription. They just got to write a review. That's right. That's all you have to do. Let us know how we're doing, and you would have all the advantage you need uh, to compete. You know, the fantasy playoffs are coming up pretty soon. You're going to have all of that. And just keep in mind that, you know, we're, we're approaching week 10, but Pro Football Focus has stuff all throughout the year. So even when the season's over, you're still going to have that access. And when the draft comes up, they do heavy analysis on prospects. So you're also going to have extra information on who the Texans should draft. And they really, really dig into the guts of stuff. So I recommend that you go out there, put your Twitter handle, Instagram, whatever we can identify you by, and uh, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. uh, So that way you can be well on your way to a pro football focus edge package. Tomorrow is the crossover show. We'll talk with the Locked On Rams host, and that's going to be a ton of fun because the Rams are fun this year. They're offensive. Uh, They have a quarterback. Uh, Things have changed quite a bit with the Rams, just like they had with the Texans uh, pre, you know, uh, a few days ago. So uh, that, 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 that's going to be a fun uh, discussion. Brian with house of Houston, you guys know where to go for that. All your Astros and rockets and Texans coverage over there. Such a lot, such a good time with the Astros. And then, of course, the Rockets, uh, you know, James Harden, Brian, just give me throw, throwing up 56s on people these days. Just give me 56 points every time and, and, and the Rockets can win some games. That's right. That's right. And Calvin Murphy, I mean, the guy has held the franchise record in points in a game since 1978. And then James Harden is knocking on the door of that. So, you know, yeah. Uh, the Rockets, you know, we have been talking about, you know, the Texans and, you know, the Rockets and or I'm sorry, and the Astros, but the Rockets have a really good team this year and they are being very successful. And that's despite Chris Paul being, you know, injured. So, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, keep your eye on that. We've got coverage on HouseOfHouston.com for that. Uh, we've got some Kaepernick stuff out. Um, as well as uh, some deep-in-the-gut stuff with Brad Peacock and Charlie Morton. I wrote those pieces all myself, so take a look at them because I really dig it deep in terms of what these guys can do for us in the future. If you're having a bad day this week on my Houston Sports Talk podcast, we did the post-game after the Game 7 and the championship. Uh, that will cheer you up. Listen to that over again. So you got you probably got it on the DVR, the Astros winning, but just we get – excited and you'll hear tears and just screaming and everything else from us as we talk about you know just the Astros winning the championship and oh that was fun and also uh, went out to the parade I talked to fans at the parade that will cheer you up go listen to that show 
just uploaded that on Saturday. And it was so much fun talking to the fans about finally winning that championship for the Astros. Just some incredible stuff, some great stories from the fans and what they've gone through. And, you know, we had an Astros baby. You wonder what an Astros baby is? Go listen. You're going to find out. That is a fun story. So uh, go check Houston Sports Talk out. It's the same places you're going to find us. It's on iTunes, all of your regular podcast apps. Tune in. Uh, you, you can find them on Stitcher as well. We also have a free Android app for Houston Sports Talk. So that's kind of cool. You just download it for free, and you got all you need over there. And we're going to get into this rocket season pretty soon. But still, we're going to have more Astros. So go listen to that. If you're a new listener, pass the word along to a friend or two. Let them know they can find us on iTunes. Like we said, all your regular podcast apps. Share it with your friends. Let them know what you think about that. Until tomorrow, have a great one. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 